What's going on, travelers? It's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Travel Guys, a podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. And today, we're going to take a little bit of a break from all of the coronavirus talk, all of the COVID-19. I know that we've all been intubated, uh, excuse me, inundated with, <laughs> with information on quarantine, social distancing, what have you. I have been practicing healthy social distancing and encourage you to do so as well. And interest rates are at 0%. That's correct. 0%. So, but that's neither here nor there. We are going to have a special episode for you guys today at the recent pod best podcast conference that's a mouthful that I was able to attend in Orlando I had an opportunity to catch up with Jerrica of the Black Packing podcast it's very rare or it's it was it was a new experience for me to catch up with someone and to exchange episodes with someone who is in my same vertical or it does trap produces travel podcasts content as well. Typically it has been someone I when we traded episodes they have had another forum in which they play. So in the interest of driving synergies with the episode, Jerrica and I decided to do a grab bag episode where we took a whole bunch of questions and we threw them into a bowl and then we were picking one out and discussing it. I think that this will be very interesting. We had a really good conversation and I hope that you enjoy it. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of The Travel Guide. What's up? Um, it's a little bit different medium that you're seeing an episode um, of Black Packing, but we're doing like a double whammy because we're here at Podfest um, in Orlando. Absolutely. I, got, I got Josh with me. Absolutely. We ran into each other. We're both uh, travel podcasters, so obviously we had to do an episode. <laughs> See, I was actually <laughs> on the on the floor and stopped by, and honestly, I forget. It was a it was a a podcast that was dedicated to expanding people's understanding of like deaf yes. folks and like yes. bringing um, like podcasts, allowing them to hear and whatnot. And the one of the brothers over there was like, you gotta meet Jericho. So I was like, oh, where? And he was, he was like, he was like, yes. Yeah. She was like, what I had explained the travel guides yeah. and everything. And so I was glad that when we, when we actually ran into one another. Yeah, it was meant to be. Um, Podfest has been amazing. This is the last day actually. Um, I'm getting ready to head back to Atlanta, and where are you headed I'm heading, to? I'm heading back to Tampa. Uh, Tampa. Back to Tampa, yeah, and, down uh, and that's, is that where you're from? Uh, no, so I'm originally from Tennessee, I'm a southern boy. Uh, shout out to, you know, we still believe in Nashville, <laughs> hashtag Nashville strong, all that action, all the people affected by the tornado. But yeah, um, yeah I'm from there, I've moved around a lot. Yeah. So I've been, I've lived several places domestically, I've lived abroad in like Panama, Colombia, and then um, actually, uh, backpacked or blackpacked through uh, <laughs> through Europe in uh, in Spain, Italy, France, Andorra, and Portugal as well. So kind of a citizen of the world in that, yeah. in that regard. But I settled in Florida, where I'm not mad at the weather. Yeah, no. especially coming <laughs> from Chicago most recently. Yeah, how long have you been in Tampa? It's been like a year and a half. Um, cool, cool. So you've been in Tampa for a year and a half. Yep. 
But the biggest thing, uh, the biggest benefit, I think, to living down, and I, have, I mentioned most recently I lived in Chicago, and there's, you know, two huge airports. There's O'Hare, which I hate. Yeah. <laughs> hate it with all my heart. And Midway, which I love. Yeah. It might be my favorite airport domestically. But the, the best thing about moving down here is proximity to like South America, the 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 islands south of the yes. South of America, Central Central America, and I mean, I just got back most recently from Turks and Caicos, and it was like two two twenty five. Yeah, I'm sure. Like round trip, it was like really really inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what your podcast is about, right? It is. Um, making like travel accessible absolutely, absolutely. and how'd you come up with the name like travel guys the travel guys yeah. so so i guess to, to back it up a little bit uh, so josh i am the host of the travel guides podcast g-u-y-d-e-s for those of you who are looking up please subscribe uh, <laughs> and review but yeah we, we um you know i have a serial entrepreneur and wanted to do something that where I could I could share some of some expertise with with people yeah. and and make a little money while while doing it as yeah. well and I've been, had the privilege of traveling a little bit uh, earlier on before it was cool and before it was like yeah. a movement um, and so there are a lot of but there's still a lot of people while I love to see a lot of people and people of color getting out and traveling there's still a lot of people who are hesitant to do so uh, typically for three reasons one because of cost. They don't know how to navigate the price, so we try to teach them how to travel economically yeah. and, and um, knowing that everybody goes down to Miami, but you could go down, you could go to Cartagena yeah, for the, the same, the same, the same price. price. Yeah, yeah. So secondly, general xenophobia, they're just scared of what they don't know. Yeah. So if we can leverage our experiences and, or if I can leverage my experience and, and other people's and the guest experiences to help ease that, then that's that's great as well. And then thirdly is time, getting time off of work. Yeah. So I'm someone who has anxiety when work is going on and I'm not there. So I like to travel around holidays and being able to show how you can leverage your PTO, how you can you know yeah. do all these things to, to get that mesh point there, then you know there's no reason why people can't get out and, and explore a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, I love that. And yourself, what's going? Give me the give me the download on on Blackpacking. Um, started last May. Um, it was kind of like a, I'm gonna test this out. You know, I listen to podcasts all the time while I'm traveling. Right. And I, I think I was listening to a bunch of podcasts um, when I was backpacking through Europe. <clears throat> and where were you in Europe? So I flew into Zurich, okay. Switzerland, um, and I kind of. I had 10 days to kind of make it back to the airport and like circle around. Um, so um, I bounced around to Prague, um, nice. Budapest, uh, Vienna. Did you have a plan? I didn't have a plan. Okay, no. that's the best <laughs> All I knew was that I was flying into Zurich at this time and right. was leaving at this time. I hadn't like booked any hostels. I didn't know like really what I was going to see or do. I just knew like I had 10 days to do it. Right. And I, I love doing that. It's, I've done that a couple times. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's just, you know, it's very exhilarating. It's very freeing Absolutely. to be like, oh, I'm, like, writing my, my own agenda. Right. Um, so, and with that being said, just, like, journaling, listening to podcasts, uh, and then coming back. And just having, like, I feel like so many stories and so many different relationships with people along the way. I was like, I want to do a podcast about this. I really... Uh, felt like I needed an outlet to yeah. explain a lot of those stories because I like get back and I see my friends and I'm like oh yeah like this this and this happened and they can already kind of see things like all my stories Absolutely. but they never really know like the emotion right. um, or like what I'm feeling 
when I'm traveling, and I'm usually by myself. So the podcast was the perfect way for me to be like, hey, everybody. So when I was here, this happened to me. Right. Like, maybe some of you know this, maybe some of you don't know this, but uh, like, here's this story. And that's kind of how it started out. And I, and I really liked it. Right. And as I, I still get like nervous around the microphone, but I'm also like very, very comfortable around yeah. it. It almost seems easier to like talk to a microphone than it is like to talk to people sometimes (laughs) it's cool i think one thing um that was like super uplifting here at podfest was kind of i feel like there's two type of podcasters um half all right (laughs) half half of us are like what you think someone that has a podcast is like they that they love to talk and they'll just keep talking 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 and then the other half of us are introverts and we found podcasting to be the perfect like medium for us to like interact with other people or just do something solo and I definitely think I'm like in in the middle there so um, once I started like putting out a couple episodes I I just like loved it I felt like it it was like very therapeutic for me and I was getting such great feedback like my friends were like oh this is awesome like keep doing this and then I was like I need to like add another angle to this and then that's when I started interviewing people and then like just loved it more and now I'm to the point where I I don't know most of the people I I interview at first I started with like some friends to get more episodes out there get practice um, yeah, yeah, so, and now I'm interviewing people that I that I don't know, and just, like, having that hour, two-hour long conversation with them on the phone has been amazing, and I've, I've definitely, like, created a black packing community, <laughs> um, and, you know, they know who they are, and we've just had such great talks and interactions, and I know that they're there for me right. if I need travel advice and, like, vice versa. Um, and so it's just been a really fun and like cool thing for me to do. It just kind of started out like as a small like idea, yeah. um, and it's like turned into being like a little bit bigger. That's dope. So. That's super energetic. I'm glad that we were able to get the Black Packing community <laughs> and the travel fam together. Yeah. So this we were we we're, were talking about how to structure the episode. We, you know, obviously it's it's inner it's different yeah. when you have two people who have the same show yeah. or a very, very similar show very similar yeah. content and are going to conduct the interviews the same way so we thought that it would be most appropriate to have a joint show where we are interviewing each other but also keeping a very casual yeah. free-flowing conversation yeah. as well and so for the for the travel guys listeners you guys will remember from the menage pod Cast where we had the grab bag episode where there were topics in the middle and we were able to reach in and talk talk through the the questions and get to hear each other's perspectives and so that's what we're going to do here as well so we've both written five five ish questions each and you want to you want to dive in yeah i'll start what are we going to do if we get our own question answer it because there's probably a reason why we wrote it you know right. you have the answer back there Absolutely. all right and this is kind of my first time uh doing this so this is a this is exciting i'm gonna close my eyes to make it fair <laughs> I feel like I wrote this one. I can tell. I want to get one that you wrote. Ah, this, this one I also wrote. It's all good. It's, it's all okay. Good. I'll, I'll take good. it. I want you to answer this question okay. um, because I really liked it. It was the first one I wrote. Um, have you learned more about yourself through your podcast or traveling? That is interesting. Through my podcast or through traveling. I want to default to say through traveling just because I've been in different I've learned a lot. 
Yeah. You know, like I, I, you learn, you learn a ton when you're put in uncomfortable situations. I've been, I think the most uncomfortable I've been was in India, and that's mm -hmm. where I think I'm pretty adaptable, like yeah. as a person. And I know other people are not, so it's sometimes it can be hard for me to. It's not hard for me to empathize with people, but like. I'm very much like a get over it and like let's go. Yeah. Um, but I think being being uncomfortable myself and being put in a different situation, it was um, I, I could I could always appreciate that aspect when I'm traveling with other people who need who are who are newer to to traveling. Yeah. Um, I will also say like I've learned a ton through the podcast and like you were talking about uh, previously having like. The, the journaling and like getting feedback from your friends and whatnot and I think that's the it's it's very energetic when you're getting feedback from people and people that you don't know yeah. who are who are listening and you can kind of you can see that the podcast actually is meaningful yeah. to to some people yeah. and that they are uh, internalizing and and using the information which is I think a passion point for both of us yeah what about you um, so I would say the podcast. Um, Traveling, absolutely. I've learned a lot about myself, but also I learned more things about myself that I already kind of knew. Okay. It was just more like shown. Right. Um, like <laughs> um, that I'm just like, that I'm tough, but I'm also like afraid. And okay. like my, and my toughness, like me doing, um, like traveling sometimes is like, because I'm scared too. It's like something that I, like especially traveling by myself, like don't believe that I'm like not scared. 100% right. of the time, you know, um, which I already kind of knew I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat, <laughs> but um, I'm still really tough and, and and I can do it, you know, right. a lot of people are like, whoa, I would never do that by myself, and so I know that I'm at least tough enough to do that, yeah, I might be scared the whole time while I'm doing it, but I'm still doing it. Through, yeah, yeah um, and what I learned about myself, I feel like I've just learned more about myself in my podcast because of how I communicate with people, okay. how, how I interact with people. Um, and yes, I'm doing that while I'm traveling, but it's, I, I hear it and now I'll see it more. Right. <laughs> um, like, oh, I hate that I do that. Like, do I, <laughs> do I really like make that gesture? Um, but I actually get to like hear how I talk, hear how I like um, am interacting and like perceiving and receiving someone's information yeah. I realize that I say that's awesome a lot and yeah there are a lot of things that are <laughs> awesome and I think you know and so I realize that I learn um, how I speak to people and I think that's like really really important because like when I'm when I am traveling I should be aware of like how I'm speaking to people right. um, how I'm listening to them and so I just I think I learned I've learned more about my my podcast personally. Yeah. Um, learn good. learn more about myself through my podcast. Um, so yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That's good. And it, I mean it's it's awesome that you're able to, to pivot to see to recognize that in yourself and then pivot. Yeah. So that you can communicate more effectively in yeah. person and through the podcast. Yeah. I think I think that's uh, one thing I'm really like trying to work. on. I'm really trying to work on like projecting myself right. and like speaking up. I'm like wow I really mumble. Wow I really need to like enunciate. Yeah. I, like I. And that's, I don't know, it's just something I feel like I need to, like, work on. And when I'm traveling, I'm not like, oh, I need to, like, work on this, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Well, to keep, the, to keep it fair, I will... Actually, I'm just going to close my eyes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think this is one of yours. Okay, the question is, what do you feel is the worst thing someone could say about your podcast? <laughs> like a review on yeah. Apple that way you were like, should I keep going? I think, <laughs> going through with this? 
I gotta say, I am uh, I'm a pretty shameless individual. So yeah. like, at the end of the day, I don't really care what people have to say about me. But I, think, but I will say we do internalize, and I think that there is a, a synthesizing of, of information that we all go through to whether you're showing emotion or reaction to it or not. So I, I will feel it. You just may not see my reaction. Yeah. So I think I think the the biggest I think the biggest uh, critique would be one of two things. So there's a there's a Jay Z quote that I can't think of right now that will be perfect and super smooth. Smooth <laughs> as butter, well but I, I can't. But something to the effect of, you know, if you talk about me, like say what you want about me, but care about what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think if somebody listened to it and they were like, I don't care. I think that would I think that would that would sting a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I think that would be it. I think just not not caring or thinking that it wasn't like good valuable information. Yeah. I think that because I know I know what I'm talking about because I've lived it and I've researched it. Right. But I think that I've never claimed to be an expert traveler or an expert on whatever. I'm just. I'm just a humble, yeah. humble servant to yeah. telling the people what I know, what, right. I, what I've learned, you know. So I think that that's probably like just, just a total, a total apathetic approach. Yeah. I'm just not caring at all. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What about you? Um. Yeah. Uh, probably. One one biggest fear as I. I'm waiting for the day to, for someone to be like, this is boring. Maybe that's the same type it's of similar, like, yes. like empathetic, like why should I care? Why should I listen? Right. Why do these people matter? Right. Um, yeah, just being like bored. I'm also like, that was the thing I was most scared about as well, right? Because I yeah. think like, unless you're a narcissist, like <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't necessarily think that you're the most interesting person in the world. Yeah. Um, and that people will will care yeah. about what you have to say, but at the end of the day, I think we can put ourselves in the shoes of the listeners and know that there's been a time where, I, I, no lie, no BS, I was packing for Turks, super last minute, because mm -hmm. that's how I get down. <laughs> and, and I was like, I have done no research on the country. I don't know anything. I'm like, I'm doing all my research there, and I, I legit thought to myself as I was grabbing pants and shorts, hoodies and t-shirts. <laughs> like, I wish there was, I wish I could listen to something right now that would tell me what I need to know for Turks. And yeah. I was like, you do that. That's so you'll be able, to, you'll right. be able to, and it's like that, I think having that perspective is why I personally was audacious enough to think that people would give a damn what, yeah. I, had to, what I had to say. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna pick another question. Like this, like this. All right, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. All right, eyes closed. If you could only go to one place for 10 years, where and why? Okay, 10 years. So I, candidly, I wrote this, so I thought about, <laughs> the, about the clarification that may be needed. You can only go to one place that you are, where you are not from. You can go there, you don't have to stay there for 10 years, yeah. but that's the only place that you can visit. That's the only place I can visit. That's the only place you can visit for, for 10 next, years. For the next 10 years? Yep. Uh, that's easy, I, I think, uh, for me. I think if anyone's listened to my show, you know I love South Africa. It was, uh, a, it was the first place. I, on, <laughs> it was the first uh, country I visited, and it's the one I always uh, say is kind of my favorite, right. and I want to go back 
because for me it gave me everything that I wanted in traveling to a country. Uh, Food, wine, coffee, music, the beach, scenic, mountains, like I mean endless things to do um, and the people. So if I had to keep going back (laughs) to uh, South Africa for 10 years, uh, I wouldn't be upset about that. Uh, The community there is super welcoming. I made some friends while I was down there. and it's a place that it seems like all year round there's something to do. Right. Um, and so it doesn't really matter when, when you're there. There's, yeah, yeah, I love it. That's dope. Yeah. I think, so candidly, that was mine as well. Oh, uh, really? I love South Africa. I stand South Africa. Like, it is, uh, like, I'm so glad that was my, my first out of country experience because I think that was like me being like, every place is going to be right. South Africa. That's like a jump in the game. <laughs> I though. know. Like, yeah, like I, I took a very traditional, like, obviously, like the, the Caribbean and whatnot, but then like Spain, like yes, yeah. Europe and mm-hmm. all that kind of like traditional, like the, right. the diet version of international right. travel. No shade, anybody who's <laughs> going to Europe. Uh, but, like, and then like, I, it was much later that when I actually got to Africa and yeah. South Africa. I think yeah, South Africa was definitely mine, but in the interest of keeping things shaken up, <laughs> uh, I will go with Colombia. So I think Colombia is that second. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely, I definitely love love Colombia, Bogota, uh, Cali, Cartagena, Medellin, like the whole the whole nine. Like yeah. I, just, I, I do enjoy. All of all of Colombia. All, all of Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Colombia is my second. Absolutely, for the same, almost for the same reasons yeah. uh, as South South Africa, but it's just you know different completely. The food in South Africa, though. <laughs> I mean, the food that was like the first place that I had that was like my favorite type of food. Yeah. Like, and I, and it was just like everything was just so fresh. fresh and then, like, so fresh. Oh my gosh! And then the the wine when we were at that wine country, I'm like stopped really drinking wine and I was I was like it got me back in the game like, yeah. it, was, it was just a whole night it was just, just seeing beautiful people I mean I just oh my the God. vibes yeah, yeah was, oh, we gotta was, we gotta take a trip <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. with it yeah I'm with um, it alright pick, pick your question okay. Okay. that was real that was real because I have no idea of course I grabbed mine um Okay, what three items do you have to have on a trip and why? For me, I have asthma, so my inhaler is at the top of those that if I didn't have that, that would be yeah. a trip ruiner. Yeah, wow. So I would say my inhaler, my camera, either my, I should Canon, so either my SLR camera or my, or my mirrorless, and then I would say headphones. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I gotta have headphones or running shoes because I, I gotta work out while I'm over there as well. I, that that will ruin a trip for me if I just feel like I'm going out instead yeah. of. <laughs> That's the one thing about traveling. Like you, it's so easy to get off routine, yeah. and like self care, whether it just you know be something simple like working out, you yeah. know, eating right, too. All those things get thrown off, which can like kind of throw you off like mentally if you're like me and I have to like be, be active at some point during the day. Absolutely. And you can get a lot of that within like the adventure of the trip. Like if you're right. hiking or if you're doing, right. if you're just laying around and doing doing nothing, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely coming back plus 15, like plus 10. It's going to be easy. easy. Yeah. What about you? Uh, let's see. Three things. Three things. I need, um, Gotta have. Gotta have. Um, 
I have to have um, my C bands. Okay. What are C bands? C bands are these. They're for motion sickness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't experience motion sickness on a boat. Sometimes in a car, uh, but mostly in the plane. Okay. Landing, I, I pretty much throw up every time. Seriously? Yeah. Not a lot of people know this about me. Do you throw up in the bag, or are you coincidentally I, in the I, bathroom? I already know it's coming. If I, um, there have been a couple times I've had to like. As you know, you're supposed to be like buckled in. Right. I like get up and I'm I, like going to the bathroom in the back, and they're like, "Ma'am, you need to sit down." I'm like, "No, I'm about to, I'm about to throw up," um, and they'll like let me go in there. Or if there's a flight attendant like close by, like go hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. I mean, the C bands like really they they help. Um, but sometimes I feel like I might not have them in the right position. So okay. apparently. There is a pressure point. You can almost see where I've worn them, like in my skin. Um, but there's a pressure point, uh, three finger lengths okay. down from your from your wrist, and there's this little ball inside of the wristband. It's supposed to put pressure. Oh, I think I've seen yeah, it. okay. it's supposed to help the equilibrium in your brain apparently. Okay. And I I think it does. Like I I feel better, but sometimes I will still like so burp up a little bit. I oh know that, I know that's gross, but it, it, it happens. Yeah, like we are who we are. Yeah, we are who and like I mean I've uh, felt that way on planes as long as I can remember. Like oh. since I was first taking planes. They always made me feel a little bit sick. Um, so I need those. Um, some and I need them when I'm in cars too if i'm in a taxi there i've been in some countries where taxi drivers uh, yeah. like i've been like <sighs> right. I uh, and so yeah i'll wear them in uh, taxis so definitely c-bands um let's see that's like something i need uh i'm gonna have to say um I, I could do with my computer or cell phone. Okay. I don't want to say both because I don't think you like realistically need both. Need both, yeah. Um, very similar. Very similar, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna say my my little baby, my little Lumix. She was she was she was hollering about the the Lumixes. Uh, she feels very similarly how I do about my cat. Like I'm not going anywhere. Without yeah, her. I'm just not going. Like the thing is, um, there have been some trips where. I haven't even really used it. Yeah. Um, just knowing that it's there. Just knowing that it's there because you never know. Right. Um, you gotta get the flame shots. Yeah, and I it's something I have to get better with um, when I travel because I try not to be like super like taking a bunch of videos right. or pictures. Like I want to and I know that I need to, especially yeah. that that being like what I enjoy exactly. doing, but. For some reason, when I travel, I like to like visually like take it all in, yeah. and I and I can get so distracted if I like wanted to do a video, right. you know? and then I'm like focused on that and not necessarily the trip itself or where I am. I'm like trying to get like the perfect shots um, constantly, so I try to have like a good balance with that. That's dope. I would yeah. agree. I, I, so two things to that. One, that was actually a what well, actually a resolution I believe in 2018 was for me to take my camera with me more, yeah. more places, just because I wouldn't and it would be kind of like, especially like if I'm on a trip or whatever. And then the, the second thing is, I don't know why. It could be societal norms or whatever, mm -hmm. but I feel like, I feel like I am in the moment if I am, if I walk into a site and let's say I'm, a, I'm on Table Mountain, yeah. keeping with, with, yeah. with the South African thing. 
and I look around. I've got my camera in my hand. I look around. I'm taking it. I'm like, man, this is beautiful. This is crazy. You know, perspective, 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 perspective. It's very hard to say three times fast. <laughs> and and then I start shooting. If I have my phone, then I feel like. I am distracted, and I feel like less like I'm in the moment. Yeah, totally arbitrary. Yeah. but I don't know why. It's just I've, I've honestly thought this, thought about that before. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Before I didn't feel that. When I first started traveling, I was like, I gotta capture this, I gotta exactly. get this, and then I think the more you start to travel, you're like really like taking everything in at first, and then you're like, okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna get whatever I'm gonna get. Right. Um, which is cool. That's good. Yeah. Is it me or you? All right, it. We got a couple more questions here. All right. All right. What has been the most enlightening moment for you while traveling? Um, I don't know. Um, like enlightening as far as like self or outside of either or. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know I don't tell me if this answers your question okay. for some reason this is like the first thing that pops in my mind um, so I've been like working on my Spanish um, I've been trying to uh, improve my R's rolling my R's right. constantly um, how, how are we doing are we good with it? Give me a, give me a, give me a rojo. A rojo. <laughs> a rose. I'm getting better. Right. Um, and this is going to sound crazy, but for some reason, like, seeing this person roll their R's made me, like, understand how it should be done. Okay, that's it. Um, but I, so I, like, it's like, I know how it should be done. I just can't quite get my tongue to do it. Right. So crazy story. Let me get into it. I'm in uh, Montevideo, okay. Uruguay. And I'm walking around. I had just like left my hostel, and at the time, I didn't know that weed was legal there. Oh, I didn't either. Just so you know, Uruguay is like actually like one of my another one of my favorite countries uh, because of that, and the people are so nice. <laughs> um, so I'm like walking around, and I come across like City Hall, and there are all these people just like chilling on the steps. There's like music playing. And everyone's just smoking weed right. in front of City Hall. People are just rolling up. <laughs> and so, of course, I go over there and, and uh, I sit down. I start talking to this guy. And he, you know, he's telling me about Uruguay and, you know, how they, like, legalized weed. And uh, he smokes with me and goes off. And I'm just, like, sitting there, like, at City Hall. And I'm just, I'm just so high. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm thinking, like, about everything he just said to me. I'm like really taking it in. And then this other guy comes and sits down beside me. He starts talking to me. He doesn't have his two front teeth. Okay. He starts talking to me. And I'm like telling him, yeah, I'm like doing this trip, da da da, just been hanging out. Um, and he was like, your Spanish isn't bad. And I was like, I really want to know how to roll my R's better. Right. And he was like, we're going to figure this out. I got you. And so he was like, I, we're going to keep practicing this until you get it. And you can do it five times in a row okay. perfectly. So this guy, no front teeth, right. showing me how he rolls his R's. And I can, like, see his tongue, right. how he's, like, rolling his R's. And, and in that moment, I got it. And I, I was able to do it, like, five times in That's a row. Awesome. And I'm just like... And, and for some reason, that was, like, really enlightening 
moment for me because I finally was like able to see how the tongue right. <laughs> worked. But you also learned that like weed was legal. You there. There, yeah. And then you would be very accepting of having having a cat with no front teeth pull out next yeah. to you. A lot of people would have gotten up and I, gotten I, would, I, I was just feeling like such good vibes. And right. previously like the guy I was saying that I smoked with, like he was telling me how safe Uruguay is yeah. and how friendly. I was like, everyone here is so nice. And he was like, yeah, crime's like really low. So he tells me that. I'm I like, wonder wow. what that would be like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when this guy like sat down next to me, like nothing about him like seemed threatening. He didn't right. ask me for money. He actually made me um, a little wire thing and then right. gave it to me and left. You know, this homeless guy, no front teeth. Right. Taught me how to roll my R's and gave me a gift and, and walked it was away. Like yeah. Anything yeah. And mouth. so it's like, for some reason, that was very, when I read that question, that moment is what I thought of. Um, but it's always like little moments like that right. that are like the bigger picture of an enlightening trip uh, for me. It's always the smaller things. Yeah. Do you feel like you were more accepting of, like, if that would have happened in, let's say you were in the Bay? And you were in the tenderloin, and a cat, a homeless cat with no front teeth, sat down next to you. You feel like you would be like, "All right, I'm out." Or, um, or do you feel like it? Like you feel like you were more accepting of it because you were you were abroad? Um, yeah. For some reason, I after that happened, I told my friend, I was like, "I this always happens to me." I mean, I'm sitting down at a bench, just really like looking at a city, people watching, right. and then just vibing, just vibing and. Of course, the person that would make me feel the most uncomfortable always sits down beside me. <laughs> always sits down beside me and wants to talk. Right. And, you know, I'm just sitting there like, I really don't have nothing else better to do. And I haven't, like, it's crazy because that happens to me so often. I haven't been in a situation where it was a bad thing right. or I felt unsafe or I, like, needed to get out of the conversation. Um, but I haven't really done that in the U.S., I'll say. For some reason, I, if I was, like, in San Francisco, right. I, I probably would feel a little bit more uncomfortable. If I was in New York, I probably might feel a little bit more uncomfortable. But, I, you know, it's all, always about, like, vibing out that situation and picking up on someone's energy. And I think I'm really good at that. And I think traveling has helped me meet different people yeah. and, like, pick up on, like, good and bad energy. So. Absolutely. I've so, never yeah. that. What was an enlightening moment for you? Um, this is pretty easy for me. Uh, I think my my biggest was not to we're gonna be dead or South Africa uh, to death. But basically, <laughs> I, when I went to we landed, uh, I went to I've been wanting to go to Africa for a very long time. Yeah. I've been a little hesitant because I just didn't know. Right. And but I was like, screw it, we're gonna go to South Africa. It was all good. And we pulled up in Johannesburg, and I was sitting at I was at a, at a restaurant. And I needed a cut. I was looking a little, looking like I do now with uh, under this hat. And I, I was talking. I like looked behind. It was a brother that was there. I was with, I was with my guys, and um, I, he was a native. And I was, I was like, "Yo, bro, I was like, where where do you get your haircut?" And uh, and I was like, "Is it a black barbershop?" And he was like, "Ain't no black barbershops here. It's like it's just a barbershop." And he and I was like. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. I was, that, like, I was like, we're the majority, and he was like, yeah, it was the first time I'd ever felt that yeah. in my life, and I remember it was just like such a, it's something that you don't ever, you've been conditioned to feel and to think for so long that like the the sheer fact that it wasn't even on like any type of takeover action, like yeah. it's more of us. Like we're yeah. gonna, it was just like I don't have to be an exception. Yeah, like I am, I am the norm yeah. now, and that was like that was just. Just supremely trippy to me, 
and I and that's why I love Joe Berg so much specifically. Yeah. We went to Cape Town. Cape Town. It was very evident we were not in Joe Berg anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like Miami. Yeah, yeah, Miami yeah. It's there. different. Uh, great time. Great time. Yeah. Great people down there. But it was just people in, and I had always heard like we had never been the majority, and and I had always heard that Africans don't rock with African Americans. And that had always, like, that was what was being really? into. I had always heard that. And so I was expecting to, like, be mad, not with animosity, but definitely yeah. not welcome. And I remember one of the uh, one of the guys, like, after this had happened, so I'm having this, like, this black realization moment. It was a like realization of self. And I'm walking down, and we, we I'm looking at some jeans. And the guy comes up to talk to us, and it's right after Trump has been, has been elected. So he's like, everybody want to ask you about Trump. And I was like, you know, I was like, so good. He was like, I feel like... We need to, you know, y'all, y'all need to come home. And I was like, oh man. I was like, I was like, we, I, I just, yeah. it just like totally smashed the the notion that Africans didn't, didn't rock with. In my yeah. mind, granted, as one person, it's not indicative, but like in my experience and in the experiences of a lot of people, like one person can make oh, and yeah. a great impact, oh, yeah. you know? And I, I, that, those were the two biggest realizations because they had just smashed misinformation. Yeah. in my mind that I yeah. have been given in like for my entire life yeah wow that is very yeah it was it was very it was it, it, it's it will always stand out in my mind yeah yeah wow okay Let's see what we got here what country's culture have you felt the most connected to while being there? <laughs> I, I have a feeling I know the answer to this <laughs> no, question. I would say I would say Panama. Panama, Panama really? Panama. I was just there a couple months ago. Oh yeah. Back in January. Wait, Panama City? I uh, went to Panama City and then I went up to like the coffee region, like the Cape Town. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so that that was why that was the first place I traveled to alone. So yeah. I was down there. I was I was working, and I was just I, I speak Spanish, but I was I was just down there. They sent me. They were like, "Hey, come here. You're gonna meet a guy like yeah. X Y Z. Like go to the hotel." And I'm just in there. I'm just like, "Okay, I'm chilling." And I'm down there for weeks on end, like yeah. a couple like a couple months. And I just I remember being there and using my Spanish and my Spanish improving so much and then like being immersed in the culture and then for Easter everybody leaves Panama City. No one is in the, yeah. is in the city and I did not believe them when they when they told me that and they were like you know, nobody's nobody's here. Yeah. They're like what are you gonna do? I was like I'll just hang out in the hotel like yeah. trying not to inconvenience anybody and I'm talking to like my boss and stuff and she's like no like no one's gonna be in the, in the city as a whole, and so like I started to believe her more. Like mm -hmm. as the as time went by, and then she was like, she came up to me like two days before, and she was like, before Good Friday, she's like, you need to come with us. Like we're going to Boquete, and like just come. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So like I'm just I'm just blindly <laughs> got going, and then went to the coffee region, and like all of a sudden it was just so tranquil, yeah. and I know that nobody, people don't know about Bukhara, yeah. and, then, and outside of that it was just like, the, the people, and, and it was during like uh, March obviously as well, I went to the University of Louisville, go cards, and it was during March Madness, so I uh, am walking, I'm looking for the game, and there is a Louisville bar in Panama City, Panama. And out what? of nowhere, and I like walk in. I was like, "This is crazy." I was like, "This is, like, this is, this is nuts." And it was just, it was just like the dopest experience. 
four, and I was like twenty. I was like twenty six at the yeah. time, and it was just like it was just incredible to be alone somewhere. Like again, before traveling is like cool yeah. and like and the things, and I'm just like I'm just going around and exploring. Every everywhere, yeah, uh, and it was the same thing, similar to why I had similar feelings to to Colombia, yeah, as well. Yeah, I would say um, either uh, Colombia. I like felt that I felt like definitely a very like familial vibe there, yeah. um, especially because when I was there, it was during the holidays. I was during uh, Christmas and New Year's, and I met some people and spent time with their family. And it was like very, like I felt like I was a part of their family awesome, and to yeah. just like get invited to um, spend time with them. And it was like a party, but it was like a big dinner party. Right. So it was a lot different than like the New Year's that we have here in the States where it's like party focused. And Absolutely. I was like, oh, I love this. Um, but yeah, that's kind of why I asked you that question. I wanted to know like, you know, what, what culture you like really felt like accepted and like vibed with. I think knowing yeah. knowing the language and not helps you to not feel like an intruder, yeah. like, like a oh, visitor yeah. in a yeah. And so I think that's that's a big part why I feel like aside from just having like a lot of respect for yeah. for Latino culture, like I think that's why that's a big part of why I feel like connected to to it as well. Oh yeah, and Panamanian Spanish is it's very slow to me. It, it's, when I, it's like a slower Spanish to me. I'm like this, which is perfect. <laughs> For me, um, yeah, Panamanians are, are very nice. I think they're also very used to Americans. There are a yeah. lot of Americans down there. Um, so it's not, you know, we're not super foreign right. when, when they see us. I remember there were a couple times I would start speaking Spanish to someone, they would just speak perfect English, like, back to me. And I'm like... That is low-key. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, you know what I'm trying <laughs> to do. Yeah. I feel like you're telling me that my Spanish is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Or know. they're trying to be like, I know, I know English. That's you know, true. Um, a lot of times I'll like, so I'm like, flex on you. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I also know two R's languages. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on my R's three years later. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I'm gonna get another question. How'd you like the coffee in Panama? I loved it. That yeah. was actually what got. I, I almost mentioned that uh, we were in Starbucks earlier. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I want to keep this really raw, so I'm not going to edit that out, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but I started to bring that up up there. I was like really into coffee when that was happening. That's what started. I didn't know that coffee beans weren't beans. Like, I, didn't yeah, know, I knew yeah. nothing. I was just like, oh, okay, this is like, this is really good. Yeah. Okay. In, <laughs> I, I feel like I need a little uh, disclaimer for when my friends and coworkers watch this. Um, I did go to two shops that weren't Starbucks. <laughs> Um, while I was here in Orlando. Uh, shout out to Lineage and Deeply. Uh, they were super um, welcoming and they have amazing coffee. Um, so if you're in Orlando, I highly recommend checking out either of those coffee shops. Um, biggest travel mistake, going to Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> in Orlando. Very tough, very tough. Uh, I actually wrote this one, but that, I would say that's probably my biggest travel mistake because uh, I, I was really regretting it, but this morning, this morning was rough. We both kind of yeah, had like an off morning. We it was sprung forward. Yeah, we yeah, sprung forward, and I I wanted to actually get down to the hotel by nine because I actually won a prize. Um, it's back yeah, over here. Swag, swag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna record with it, but I 
decided to keep it old school and I'll play around with the new mic later. But yeah, so I woke up late and... It's a good swan song for the blue side. <laughs> yeah, I woke up late and I and we were supposed to, we talked about meeting at nine and I, and I woke up at 8.50 <laughs> um, and yeah. It's all good. And I was going to go to a shop on the way, either Lineage or Deeply again. Um, and ended up at Starbucks this morning. We're not judging. We're not judging. <laughs> Biggest travel mistake. Um, what about you? I left my passport when I was going to India. So, like, I, I, that was easily... People talk about, like, that never happened. Or that could never happen. I've been that idiot. Yeah. Like, so, I, I mean, for a quick story, I was visiting my parents who had moved out to Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona at the time, and they were just hassling me about making copies yeah. of my passport, which they used to tell you to do. It is totally worthless and a waste of your time. Please do not do yeah. it. Nobody cares if you have a copy of your passport. <laughs> it helps nothing. That's which it. I learned. Yeah. Because I left, I was flying back to Chicago, I was flying out of Chicago to, to uh, Chennai, and I flew back from Phoenix, mm -hmm. left my passport on the copier. Get back to Chicago, I show up to the airport, and I'm like, I'm early, I'm in great time, I've had some non-Starbucks coffee, I am chilling, <laughs> I'm chilling, and I'm walking to my gate very casually, confidently, and I hit the pat down, I'm like in my bag, and I'm like, where is my passport? And I got all the copies, all the copies, no passport. And I tried to like talk my way, I tried to finesse my way through, yeah. they are not going at all. The only way that you can, uh, Survive without a passport is if you're coming back, but if you're if you are leaving, okay. there is no way. Like you can typically like go to the embassy or they can like verify your right. identification some type of way, but going leaving the country is over. And I ended up having to do the a sad walk of shame. Slept on my homegirl's couch and my had my parents. Luckily, they were able to overnight, overnight it to yeah. me, so then I went the next day. But that was like. I always talk about touch the passport. Like yeah. the night, the night before you leave, like you got to touch the passport. If you don't touch it, like it's not good enough to see it. Yeah. You need to touch it, internalize it, know where it is yeah. because you. I mean, it, it, that's a day ruiner. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, a day I, I know, like the frantic pat down yeah. all too <laughs> that's well. Never good. It's it like that is like one thing that kind of low key always stresses me out while yeah. traveling. Not necessarily like my passport. That's like one of like five things right. that I feel like pretty much just stops if I like can't if I can't find it. Um, but yeah, I'm constantly like phone keys, wallet. Yeah, that's and sometimes a good and sometimes it's weird like to even have my keys on me abroad. But I always I feel like I need them. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, like my wallet, my passport, like my camera, my computer, like making sure I always have these things, especially if you're just like going, going, going. The big ticket um, items, you always have to be accountable. Yeah. Um, it's me? Yeah, it's you. Okay. I think we got, what, two left? Two. Okay. When did you fall in love with travel? Shout out to Brown Sugar. I think, uh, <laughs> I think the... I think I fell in love with when I was fully, fully immersed in the travel bug was after grad school. Um, this will be a, an old story for the travel guys listeners, but I played football in college and, and you are 
at least then. I think they've started to come around now, but like student athletes were not permitted to do anything. Like that didn't have to do with their sport. Like yeah. it was not, if it wasn't sport or school, like you couldn't or you couldn't do it. You couldn't work hard at the time. Like I ended up having an internship. I was breaking team rules, like to do that. Yeah. And they definitely wouldn't allow you to like travel, like abroad, study abroad yeah. or whatever. Um, I guess you, if you were like a marquee player, you could probably get away with it, which I was not. So I was, just, I but I always wanted to wanted to travel so so badly. And so, long story short, when I went to grad school thereafter, I saved up all my money throughout and then moved with a buddy over to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we stayed there for like two, two-ish months. Uh, we're based in Barcelona, but traveled all through Spain. Went to Andorra, which is a country on the border of France and Spain. Yeah. Went to, went to uh, France, went down to Italy a little bit, and then had like probably the most random and serendipitous trip going to Portugal because we were supposed to stop in um, in Sevilla, Spain. Yeah. We couldn't get in touch with who we were staying with. We looked on the on the on the, the schedule of trains, decided to hop on and he was like my boy was like, You wanna go to Portugal? I was like, Yeah screw it, let's go. <laughs> we hopped on and met two Australian cats on there, ended up staying with them the whole time. It was one of the best trips of my life. Uh, but something that like was totally out of, outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was it for me. When I got back, I was like, I couldn't wait to go again. somewhere yeah, again. Yeah. I, was, I was like, this is amazing. I, my beard was was flourishing. <laughs> it was out. Like, my hair was long. I was, I was living life. Um, cool. Um, what about you? When I, when I fell in love, um, I mean, going back to South Africa. Right. After, you know, after after the first time, and like also doing that by myself. Um, you you went on your first international <laughs> trip by yourself. Yeah. You're wild. Um, and so I was like, once again, I was like, oh, I'm scared to do this. Oh, but I, I can do this. I know, like, I can do this. And then doing it, I felt I fell in love with it. Um, and I was like, so I had a layover on the way back in Amsterdam, and. So it was like I got to go to two places in one, right. and I wasn't expecting that. So I got to go to an African country and then a European country, yeah. and it was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, the stopovers are close. Yeah, and then so it was just like a huge culture shock for me, and I was, and then just I, I got so much out of that trip, like already being blown away with. Uh, South Africa, but then like going to Amsterdam and like not even at, at the time I was like, oh, I have like a 24 hour layover in Amsterdam. That's cool. Like, but then when I got there and like after coming back from South Africa, I was like, I got to like take advantage of this next right. 24 hours. Like I'm in Amsterdam. Like, oh my, like this is a really big deal. I think at first I was very um, excited to, to go, obviously, but I didn't realize how big of a deal it was and how much it was going to mean to me. Right. Um, and when I got back, I was just like, whoa, like that was all just incredible. Like I've that's never, good. never felt all of those things uh, at once. And that's kind of like when I fell in love, I was like, what else can like make you like feel this way about yourself? What way, like what else like really has you thinking about life and other people Absolutely. and history and like how we end up like where we are? I never liked history until I started traveling. Same. Now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a history buff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do. I love a free walking tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm in architecture. <laughs> Every walking tour is free if you walk up behind me. Just keep it around. Keep it, keep it short. Yeah. Um, this last one's yours. Yeah, this last one's me. Did it start with me? Sorry, I'll take it. You wrote it. What's the question you receive most frequently? Most most frequently. Re travel regarding travel um, from like my friends on like how to travel or just like um, across the board across the board uh, real listeners why I, I think every time I interview someone they always ask me why'd you start the podcast okay, um, cool. why'd you why'd you start doing it and I kind of like explained that um, earlier but yeah I think uh, most people I interview are very intrigued by the podcast they're right. like oh I like the name it's cute um, and they're like, oh, I like the concept too. Like, but what was like the moment, or why did you were like, I'm gonna do this? And kind of right. like I said earlier, like just having stories and being a podcast fan already, and just like already being into like video and photography. I've never really done like an audio thing, so I was like, oh, let me start recording myself. Let's see if I like the way I sound. Right. And then I can also like play with audio. I can yeah. like work on editing um, audio. So that was kind of why I started. And that's probably the question I get asked the most. Um, sometimes the second most asked question is why why the name Blackpacking? Mm -hmm. Which I hate because I thought when I made the name it's that it was self-explanatory. <laughs> and then so when people ask me, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I'm breaking this down. Right. And then I'm like, did I not come up with a good name? <laughs> and then like um, this one guy, um, I did an interview with him on Friday, and it was probably a 30-minute interview. And then towards the end of it, he like hits his forehead like that, and he's like, Blackpacking. He's like, I get it. He's like, backpacking and you're black. And I was like, yeah, man. And also, <laughs> it's cooler when you don't look. <laughs> I was like, wow, like, how, you didn't get that. You right. know, and I'm trying to get the branding, the logo with exactly. the plane. It's, it's you know? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I think I would feel a little awkward explaining. It's like, do you not? Like, that's you know, crazy. You know, everyone's backpacking. That's all, you know. You get it. You know. <laughs> I do. I will say, when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. Like, was, that was my first, my first thought. I'm pretty sure I audibly said it. Like, yeah. So, it. so I feel like when people, like, get it, they're like, oh, that's cool. But people that don't get it, they're like, oh, so can you, like, tell me a little bit more about it? Right. And I'm like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> um, I think the, the question that I get the most is, uh, where do I start? Where can I start? Yeah. And I, I love that question because it lets me know that you got a fire lit under you. Yeah. So a passport yeah. is the is the best place to start. But even but not even because I, I'm a big we, I know we're talking a little bit about domestic travel as yeah. well. And there's a lot of history and a lot of not all good or not all great history, but yeah. there's a lot of history, there's a lot of sites, there are a lot of terrains like here in, in America. And you think about a lot of the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we don't explore America a yeah. lot. How many of y'all been to North Dakota, South Dakota, New Mexico, hell, Utah, any of these, <laughs> these non-California, New yeah. York, Florida, Texas places? It's just like there's a lot other of other yeah. things. 
I, I have I, I grew up in in Tennessee and in in Kentucky, and the the Bourbon Trail is is really dope mm-hmm. for people who, who like that. Uh, the, they've even got the Urban Bourbon Trail in in Louisville proper. Cool. There's you know sports teams. There's just a lot of stuff that's here. Right. But I, I always say I always encourage people to. You jumped out off the out the window going to South Africa. <laughs> but I will always encourage people to like dip a toe. Go to Europe. Yeah. I don't want to condition anybody. This is no shade. I don't want to send anybody to uh-huh. any all-inclusive <laughs> anything at all. Like, yeah. If you're going to travel, travel. Like, yeah. Experience the culture because your horizons are not going to be in expanded. A right. In a hotel or by a pool where, you, uh, where nobody is. There's no culture. There. You're in America still. Yeah. You just have a difference of culture. Yeah. So that's, that's the, uh, I think that would be it for me. Yeah. I've enjoyed this. This is, uh, this, yeah, is dope. this was fun. Perfect amount of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. To, Creeping up on an hour. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I think I had like an hour and seven minutes on the on the SD card. Absolutely. So um, tell the people where they can where they can find you. Um so I, I'm not sure yeah I said my name, Jerica. Yeah. Um I'm Jerica. You can find me so black packing, I think it's like everywhere now. After this weekend, um, it's definitely everywhere. Even Pinterest. I even Pinterest. made a I made a Pinterest account after going to a workshop. Oh, People man. were like, "Oh yeah, you need to have. You should post like pictures on Pinterest." And I was like, "Well, if I'm doing like a travel thing, I guess that makes, that sense. makes but, sense." But yeah, now I'm on Pinterest. But um, <laughs> I'm also on Apple, uh, Spotify, What's the, Stitcher. Is it black packing podcast. Um, so if you're on like a podcast. Uh, site uh, such as those you'll just look up black packing okay. one word um, and then if you are trying to find either my website or Instagram it's black packing podcast um, and then my email is blackpackingpodcast at gmail.com um, so yeah black packing nice that's <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can find us at the travel guides t-h-e-t-r-a-v-e-l-g-u-y-d-e-s He's even got a, you got a little pen. I, I saw that. I, I saw pens and I was like, that's a great. Yeah. It's out of public. I've been producing, I've been flirting with, with merch for uh, selling it for like a year and a change. And yeah. So I need to quit BS and then put it on there. <laughs> but yeah, the, the travel guides, you can look, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find me on Instagram at GQ50 and the podcast at The Travel Guides. But yeah, thank y'all again. Uh, I'm about to drive back to Atlanta. Yeah, so. we're going to catch some more of these comments. Yeah, we're about to, we're about to go black pack. <laughs> Appreciate y'all.